Welcome to the Black Minimalists Podcast, where every month we will share the stories of fellow minimalists who look like us and share our experiences. On this podcast, you will hear our triumphs, fails, laughs, and breakthroughs. Special thanks to Brother Onachi for the music on this episode, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Farai Harold. Let's start the show. Today we will be talking to Pastavia Monique of the duo, well now trio, that makes up EcoConsciousLifestyle.com. When we recorded this, Pastavia was still pregnant, but has since given birth to a little bundle of joy. Congratulations to you and Sean Pastavia. We are thrilled for you guys, and we are thrilled to add a new mini-minimalist into our squad. When we spoke, Pastavia and I discussed how her military service led her to minimalism, and how her and Sean plan to keep it simple with their little one. Stay tuned. everyone to the Black Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Farai Harold. Today we will be talking to Pastavia Monique, who is one half of the EcoConsciousLifestyle.com and blog and their YouTube channel. So, Pasavia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so um, first off, I believe that congratulations are in order for your your sweet family is expecting. And I want to talk about that. But first, I want to understand, you know, just how you found minimalism and how long you've been a minimalist. Uh, well, thank you. We're very excited about our little tiny human. Um how we found minimalism, it was, it's one of those things where it just, it just kind of happened upon accident. Um, I think for us living, because we're both a prior military couple, like we're dual military, which means both members were active duty mm-hmm. in the Air Force, and we both deployed overseas, you know, during the Iraqi freedom and all that other stuff right after 9-11. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you deploy, you have, to ha- you have what's called like an A-bag or a go-bag. Mm-hmm. So you can only take your essentials. You know, you, you take what you need and then you, you grab your bag and you go. And um, I, I think for us that was, I, I think it, it happened by accident or by happenstance because of that. Because, you know, with that, you know, the, and the impeding war and all this other stuff, yeah. you had to bring what you only what you needed mm-hmm. um, to go out there and do your good fight and then come back home. But then uh, I think once we came back home, we really realized um again what we needed and uh it didn't you can you can get by with a lot you know you're deployed out in what we call the sandbox Mm -hmm. um you you just need food shelter like it's literally just like the the minimum the the the, um the necessities Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um so yeah when we (laughs) when we did to finally come back home and you know, he got, I got back first and then he came back, you know, a couple months later and we did this, we deployed for about six, seven months at a time over a five year period. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, it it was just, you know, you, you go home, like either he'd, he'd be gone and I'd be here stateside or I'd be gone and he'd be here stateside. Mm -hmm. And you're, you would think you would want to fill your space in, in that time with a bunch of stuff you know, and things to do, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, for one year, I mean, it was, this was pre-email, e- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was no Skype, you know, <laughs> there were, like, old school, like, handwritten letters, like, we have a, that's one, you know, we have, like, a little binder of uh, letters that we sent back and forth, you know, to each other throughout that time, and, um, 
Yeah, it was, I, I would say our military journey is what started our minimalism journey mm-hmm. by default, almost, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's a pretty unique way of looking at it. I think from all the stories that I've heard of how people have found minimalism, I don't think anyone's ever <laughs> said, hey, it's because I was in the military. Um, so how long do you say that you've been living this kind of minimalist lifestyle then? I would say we've been living on purpose mm-hmm. um, the past, ooh, I'd say since 2000. Um, 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. like actually doing it on purpose. Once we figured out, like, oh, this this is a this is a thing. Okay, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then again, just looking around our space. Well, what do we need? What brings us joy? What brings us value? Um, if we had to leave, you know, at a moment's notice, or you know, they they would PCS you, which means it's a permanent change of station. Mm-hmm. So you go to a different state, or you know, for whatever. Yeah. Um, how quickly can we do that? Because sometimes you're only no, you've got two weeks, and then you have to pack up all your shit and go. Oh, mm-hmm. is it okay if I cuss? I'm sorry. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah, we're all adults. You will be all right. <laughs> I'll okay. put a disclaimer. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you, you have to be mindful of that. And mm-hmm. so around like 2010, 2011 is when we start doing it on purpose. And when I say on purpose, it was, um, it start. I mean, I think everybody starts with like their clothes, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's, it's a very tangible, you know, kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, it's like, Oh, do I wear this? Do I need this? And, um, I think for us at the time in 2010, we were stationed in mountain home, Idaho. Mm-hmm. So there, there were seasonal clothes that, you know, like certain things that you had to have that you couldn't wear, obviously in the summer, you couldn't just toss everything away. Yeah. Um, but you put it aside. Um, and I think that's when we first learned about capsule wardrobes. Um, but again, we, we we're not very, um, so like hardcore where you have to like count everything. I mm-hmm. think that's a bit too mm-hmm. meticulous and I don't have the attention span for that to keep up with it, to be Neither honest. Neither do I. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say 2010, 2011 is when we started doing it on purpose. Okay. So, you know, you're talking, uh, I guess, about you and Sean as a we. So yes. were you guys yes. on the same wavelength with this whole minimalism journey or did someone have to kind of pull someone along or how did that work? I think it was mutual because mm-hmm. given the fact that we were both military and we had to deploy, we could only take what we needed. And then mm-hmm. there was only, there were like keepsakes, you know, like, what did you take if, if there was a fire, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And uh, it's like everything is replaceable. You just have to find, you know, like even if it's like stuff like important paperwork, like your marriage license and Mm -hmm. stuff, that's all replaceable. You you know what I mean? But maybe like some photos or or a letter that my grandma had written. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, things that would keep my sanity or his sanity intact while being, you know, thousands and thousands of miles away from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was very mutual because we, we were both, we both got to um, experience what it's like to only live with what you need, y- mm-hmm. you know. See, um, it's funny that you say that. So my partner is also military. And mm-hmm. I, so what a little bit of what you're talking about is familiar to me. He hasn't been deployed though. But what, when we go somewhere, so when we go on a trip, actually the last long trip that we went on was our baby moon before we had our daughter. And the packing, it was completely different from what you're describing. <laughs> so I had a backpack that wasn't full, and he had a huge bag full of, <laughs> you know, just in cases. And it's just 
hilarious. And I wonder, you know, if he, God forbid, if he ever gets yeah. deployed, if he ever would, you know, struggle with that. So yeah. that's something to think about. Well, the good thing is he'll be he'll be given a checklist. They'll mm-hmm. give you a deployment checklist of this is what you need, this is what you don't need. You can take it if you want to, but you got to remember too, you have to carry that shit. Exactly. And if you want to carry, it, I mean, so you have to be mindful of that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what are some ways that your lifestyle has impacted your pregnancy, or has it impacted your pregnancy in any way? Uh, you know, I was, I was, I. Think of, I was thinking about that, you know, mm-hmm. when you presented the question earlier, and I was like, it really hasn't. And I, I, was, I really sat down, and I thought, I was like, well, has it really? And um, uh, granted, you know, I'm at today, I'm, I'm, or when this will come out, I'll be at, I don't know, like 36, 37 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so almost there, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... <laughs> Honestly, I don't think it has. I, yeah. I've, I've been the same um, me. I haven't mm-hmm. had any weird, you know, like ailments or mm-hmm. or uh, uncomfortable uncomfortableness or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I haven't gotten that bug where I feel that oh, I need my child needs this or I need mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on our on our register, there's there there's more diapers on there than mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause I'm, I'm literally trying to be very practical, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, but, um, and I, I, don't, say... I think that's a way that, um, okay. So for example, for myself, I, mm-hmm. I did not want to bring anything into the house that, you know, was not useful in any way right. in terms yeah. of her nursery yeah. and stuff like that. But there's almost like no way of knowing <laughs> Mm-hmm. because you won't know what the kid needs people will tell you and there's research yes. that you can do etc cetera, etc cetera, but you really don't know what works for you until exactly until they're here mm-hmm. you know and I think that's that's kind of my mindset as mm-hmm. well I would say the um the way that I plan to give birth has mm-hmm. been impacted by minimalism yeah. in a sense um because we, we are planning on a home birth mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. which uh is a little, some people are like, hmm, what the hell, what, what, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but for us, that speaks very, it speaks to our values, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, we can, you know, we made the baby here at home, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll hopefully be able to uh, bring Nova into this world, you mm-hmm. know, where he or she was, was um, uh, made, and, yeah. and it's just very, like, low-key, very minimal, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, our birth team, it's just going to consist of our midwife and our birth photographer and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the two of us. Um, so it's, it's, um, I would say as far as my being a, being prepared or preparing my body for pregnancy and mm-hmm. how that aligned with minimalism, that was, um, a bit of a journey because I, I don't know if I would say it was as a, a full out journey, but discovery um, maybe. Yeah. Discovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just being mindful of, how to prepare my body beforehand mm-hmm. and, and like with foods and different herbs. And, mm-hmm. um, so that way I didn't have, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't have any hiccups. Yeah. You know, does that yeah. make sense? It does. Yeah. I can relate to that experience as well. When I think I was, my journey into minimalism really started when, um, hold on one second. User action is required. 
um, my journey into minimalism really began when I was pregnant. And oh. I was like, oh, my God, I have all this stuff. What am I going to do? Where am I going to put my baby? Where's my life going to? And so, you know, kind of digging into that and delving into that um, led me to minimalism. And then, um, yeah, that ended up affecting my birth plan mm-hmm. as well and I I didn't go the home birth route but I went the birth center route which it mm-hmm. looked like a bedroom and that's yeah, where I initially yeah. labored so yeah I do think it kind of makes you address um the norm I don't know the status yeah. quo yeah so, or what's what's the norm for you because exactly. what's the norm for you could be completely different from what's the norm for me mm-hmm. um my my mom she goes oh so are you guys gonna move because we live in a one bedroom mm-hmm. and I was like why do I need to move mm-hmm. she goes oh for the baby I was like it's a baby but why would a baby need a full-blown their mm-hmm. own room or mm-hmm. space just mm-hmm. yet, just yet mm-hmm. um and like our long-term plan is you know like buy land and and do like a little like permaculture yeah. uh farm and mm-hmm. and um same here. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, probably like nothing extreme, mm-hmm. maybe like three to five acres, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like us living in an apartment right now, it actually, it works for our lifestyle and it will, you know, as the child, I think too, people uh, misinterpret what babies need and, and what society tells us babies need I or children agree. need. Um, with, because there's a lot of, of um, I mean, all the the, a lot of like movies and, and toys, they're marketed mm-hmm. towards kids. Mm-hmm. They're not really, you know, and then it's the, the marketers, they're smart though. They're like, Hey, look at this shiny new sparkly doll baby mm-hmm. or this like, you know, rah, rah truck or whatever. <laughs> exactly. um, and you know, they they make it so enticing and they, they, they play those same commercials in between a, a Nickelodeon or a Disney mm-hmm. show that you, you, you're trying to make the child some food and you just need them to sit down and be quiet for a minute. So you mm-hmm. let them have, you know, 30 minutes of screen time and mm-hmm. watching the Disney show or even if it's an educational show or whatever, but those, those advertisings in between is telling your child like, oh, you, sh- you need this and you need this. Mm-hmm. And then in turn, the child comes, mommy, papa, can I get this? Can I get that? And. And, um, but you, you can control that in a, in a sense as a parent, mm-hmm. I say control with air quotes, because yeah. control is, um, control is an illusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think we can control things, but we can't, um, by just educating them and then having those talk with, having that talk with them like up front, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think that's something that Sean and I plan to do with Nove. Mm-hmm. um, like if they're asking for something or, or, um, like with like they're diff- like even with um, some of the toys like we've been gifted a lot of toys mm-hmm. from friends and family who mean well and we're super grateful and um, flat out we we've we've said even on our register it's you know like we're open to you know gently used items I don't mm-hmm. I don't it doesn't need to be brand new everything could be washed mm-hmm. you know what I mean exactly um, but I I don't. I don't want the child to get so hung up on like, oh, you need to distract yourself with this toy. And I was exactly. like, no, go sit in the on a in a not not like I'm just gonna go put my child in the backyard. And, uh-huh. Yeah, I know, I know what you're doing. But you know, like, be in tune with your boredom and mm-hmm. and and um, make something or like creativity create creativity and play. That, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And play and and not actually being so. Um, entertained by by the toy because i mean we we all know like though it's it's cool for the first like what 20 minutes Minutes, and then they get bored Mm -hmm. and then 
you they forget about it mm -hmm. and you know what I mean and the next thing you know you're tripping over it in the hallway as you're trying to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night you mm -hmm. know yeah and I think that's also um that could be a way that I think that minimalism has impacted your life in preparing for the child because I think it makes you more conscious of um I wouldn't call them distraction but it's just like toys and yeah and everyone you know wants to buy you this fluffy thing or this notebook or this adorable okay. little squeak squawk or something like that <laughs> and yeah um that the, those things take up space in mm -hmm. in your child's life in your life and so yeah. i but think it's teaching them it's teaching them a very weird odd lesson and at mm -hmm. the same time, that makes sense, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, you need this from this young age. You need something to keep you occupied because mm -hmm. you can't do that yourself. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Or is that yeah, no, 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 no. I completely agree. <laughs> I'm on the same level. And um, yeah, babies really, really don't need much. It's funny. My daughter doesn't really have. I think she has a lot of toys, um, com but compared to, you know, like the typical American child she really has nothing <laughs> she plays with um I don't know the lid off of a Tupperware container and that oh, will word. like <laughs> that will amuse her way more than any shiny Fisher Price toy you yeah. know sorry Fisher Price for dissing you but you're right about <laughs> the marketing oh the children's yeah. marketing we talked about it in a previous minimalism thing that we did on Facebook but the you're right the marketing towards children I don't remember the exact number but it's way more children are marketed towards way more than we are and I see yeah. ads all the time directed towards me on Facebook um, let alone whatever media that I consume but children are definitely inundated with ads all the time all the time so yeah so we, we kind of actually have touched on what my next question was with was minimalism and minimalism in children and why you think it's important to kind of instill those practices in them I, I think it's important just to let them know that they are enough within and of themselves like mm -hmm. you don't need to go out and is it nice to have you know, like fun, shiny things. Yeah. Every mm -hmm. once in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, but do you need those to fulfill yourself? No. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and, and two, I don't want, you know, Sean and I talk about this uh, a lot. We, we don't want no to be like the weird kid who doesn't have, um, Oh, you don't know what an Xbox is mm -hmm. or, you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but still exposing him or her to that, but, um, also understanding that there is, um, I don't know, like a healthy balance. Aspect. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there's a balance in between. I was like, yeah, you can play with this. You can, you know, at your friend's house, go, go right ahead. Do you mm -hmm. need one for yourself? No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. No, I, um, I definitely think that there's a balance. And I really like the idea of kind of allowing kids to be kids again. Yeah. I read I do that a lot. this article that American, is it American children um, are exposed to smart you know, like touch screen technology and like have a basic understanding of how it works as early as 11 months. Oh, um, my word. Yeah. So um, definitely encouraging kids to, to be kids and to play and to be outside and to get dirty. Anyway, oh, wow. that's for me what minimalism <laughs> has inspired in my life is for to kind of just take my daughter back outside and to be a kid again. 
Yeah. It's interesting we have this term minimalism that, I mean, because we Americans, you know, people and humans, Mm -hmm. we love things that we can put in a box. We love Mm -hmm. labels, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes I even hesitate with the minimalism label because it's just like, I'm just, this is just how I'm living my life. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just being very conscious and aware of Mm -hmm. what I bring into my life, both um, on a consumer level, Mm -hmm. like as a consumer, but then also like spiritually Mm -hmm. with friends, with um, family members Mm -hmm. and just being mindful of that time and and holding very firm boundaries, you know, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Um, And unfortunately, I think there's a lot of there, there has, minimalism has gotten, uh, what do you call it, trendy? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I it's mean? So They're like, oh, right check out. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. yo, I, everything is white walls. And I was like, that looks boring. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not that, you know, oh, I have 17 items and I only mm-hmm. have, you know, 100 things in my, it's like, you know what? That's great. That works for you. Mm-hmm. But that's not minimalism for everybody. And mm-hmm. I think, too, something on our channel that we try to reinforce, uh, or iterate to people is that it's just it for us it just it's um you're rethinking your habits what it is that you're doing mm-hmm. on your on an everyday basis like are you when you bore when you're bored do you find yourself on amazon mm-hmm. you know scrolling through adding stuff to the cart that you technically could live without or don't really need mm-hmm. or was it because youtube made you do it mm-hmm. after you watch so many hauls mm-hmm. <laughs> you know exactly so, um all right, we have, we're getting a, a shih tzu inter- <laughs> shih tzu interview here. My dog just got back from the groomer. Hi, hi. Yes, I know. Okay, so my next question is, and you kind of already talked on this, but what principles do you hope to instill in your little one? And I know that you guys touch a little bit about eco consciousness um, in your in your blog. So I wonder if there's anything that you're you know that anything that you're hoping to teach your little one um again i I would say as as being conscious and being aware Mm -hmm. and that that has to do with stuff or it's it's the now people places and things Mm -hmm. you know what i mean what you bring into your life um the books that you read Mm-hmm. Um, understanding that words have so much power, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? And, and, um, not doing so much like negative self-talk and, mm-hmm. um, but then also things on a very practical level, like mm-hmm. is, is like, we weren't really taught like how to, like with money, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause that's oh, something yeah. that's almost like a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. you don't tell your kids how much you make or, or, um, you know, things like that. But just, you know, <laughs> I can't remember we were in San Francisco, and they have, they call it the Muni, the, their public transportation, like the, the buses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sean and I were on the bus. We were going somewhere. I can't remember. But this um, this little boy, he had to be like seven, six mm-hmm. or seven years old, and he wanted um, some headphones. And he said he was on his mom's phone, mm-hmm. and he goes, Mom, I had some headphones. Look, they're only $10. And her reaction, I just kind of, I was just, I just like smiled to myself. I was like, that is so awesome. She goes, are you going to give me $10? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she like, and he kind of looked at her like, well, what do you mean? There, I don't have the money, but mm-hmm. you have money to get me the thing. And she exactly. goes, well, if you want it, you have to work for it, you know, mm-hmm. essentially kind of thing. And I thought that was a nice little, um, a lesson there. But, um, I think a, a big principle for us is to just instill no, just to have very um, good boundaries and, yeah. and not to 
to and I think too some people boundaries aren't really walls Mm -hmm, boundaries mm -hmm. are what's okay and what's not okay this Mm -hmm. is what's okay for me this this is what I value in my life Mm -hmm. um I you know we like to vote with our dollars Mm -hmm. meaning yeah supporting small businesses you know versus like big pharma or you know like a big chain store and granted there are times where you have no choice but to go to an amazon or Mm -hmm. you know a big box store Mm -hmm. but for the most part just being mindful again you know just being mindful of what it is that you're bringing in and um how you're using it yeah and then once you've had your not like had your feel with it but once it's served its purpose and it's no longer um serving any kind of value to you mm-hmm. be okay with letting that go exactly. you know? so one of the questions that we get a lot is um how to manage family members and their excitement <laughs> you know with gifts and um i deal with this on a personal level <laughs> you know no matter how many times i say hey thanks but no thanks and mm-hmm. you know you're not trying to appear ungrateful in any shape or form but um yeah how are I know how I deal with it and I know how I tell people that I deal with it but how do you you know gracefully say no no I say no (laughs) and smile no thank Mm -hmm. you Mm um like I I think even with no um and just so everybody who's listening uh, Sean and I aren't finding out the gender of our baby until the baby's birthday mm-hmm. when they're born, mm-hmm. and their guest date is in November, so we're calling the baby Nove for mm-hmm. November. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I people are like what's Nove? What's that? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. So um, a lot of people are super excited for Nove um, mm-hmm. because it's you know Sean and I have been married for 15 years, and, and they're just like. Everybody was all concerned, well, when are you guys having kids? And I'm like, I didn't know y'all were so concerned with my uterus, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, as soon as they find, like when we shared, um, they're like, oh, well, you know, when are you going to find out the gender or the sex? And, mm-hmm. and I think for us, letting them know that we were waiting, mm-hmm. that was a, that was that was a good boundary for us to kind of push up because that's held back a lot of like the... Um, like the the clothes and stuff yes. like that. everybody wants to send stuff and mm-hmm. um so that's been helpful but I think another thing as, as far as like gifts around like Christmas time mm-hmm. I tend to make all all my gifts for my sisters I have three younger sisters and a younger brother mm-hmm. um and I do like little like spa baskets and, and things like that and so mm-hmm. over the years I've kind of retrained them mm-hmm. to to uh, expect that from me you'll mm-hmm. get like a different you know, like handmade, you know, kind mm-hmm, of gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and in return, they, they're not, they really don't understand what minimalism is like still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they understand that we don't need or want a lot of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, I want to get you something that comes in a box. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you can write me a letter and put it in a box, you know, mm-hmm. or just giving them different ideas. Yeah. And, um, but, um, yeah, I think just being very upfront, but then mm-hmm. also not like with the neck rolling or any attitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm still, I've done it graciously. I've done it a little bit rudely. <laughs> I've done it all kinds of ways. And, you know, everyone's family is different and everyone interprets things differently. So um, I'm hoping that it works out for you guys. Yeah, yeah um, so it has been so far. Well, mm-hmm. we had, I, I'm pretty sure things will shift as soon as Nova's born. Exactly. You know, and everybody knows the gender and then, like, how Christmas, you know, and that whole thing, mm-hmm, and because that mm-hmm. was another thing too. On on um, Thanksgiving and and on like a Christmas holiday, mm-hmm. we'll link up with like a charity and like exactly. you know donate mm-hmm. food or like serve food to people out to the homeless. People are like, oh, you're gonna do that with the baby, <laughs> considering that you know mm-hmm. um, that the baby will be due around um, holidays. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, very. Uh oh, sorry. That's no, okay. It's like everything works out. Um, Probably not this year because the baby will be so brand new, and I don't yeah, want to expose no to any germs. Mm-hmm. But I don't see why not, mm-hmm. you know, on the, on the following years and, and things like that. Because again, it's just the your children will learn by from you by mm-hmm. default. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless if it's good or bad, any mm-hmm. good habits that you had, they'll pick up, and any shitty habits that you don't want to admit that you have, they'll pick up too. Exactly, exactly. So. I completely agree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> um, we. We did the college fund, the online college fund, so mm-hmm. people could could win gifts that way. Oh, the five twenty nine. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's something that Sean and I have been looking into. Mm-hmm. It's, um, but then too, we, Sean was just like, "Well, what if Nov doesn't want to go to college?" And I was like, "Well, shit." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so there, it, it's not only for college. I think it's any type of education education yeah and so that's the um, that's one of the reasons why we did it i mean there's tons of other options out there opening i think it's called like a cd and um or just opening up a plain old bank account that people can just like write checks to is also something that um parents can do if if you know that person is so bent on giving yeah. a gift or experiences that's another thing that we encourage is you know take them to the museum or take them mm-hmm. to the park or let's do this so um yeah i believe that's all i have for you i want to thank you so much for joining me today and i would like for you to tell people where they can find you online uh, well, thank you so much for having me i'm so excited about this podcast by the way i just wanted to give y'all a shout out and um, very grateful for what you guys are doing. Um, you can find Sean and I on Instagram at EcoConsciousLove. That's L-U-V. Mm-hmm. And we're also on YouTube at EcoConscious. Um, I think it's Minimalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you type in my name, Pastavia, P-A-S-T-A-V-E-I-A, it'll pop up. Sometimes that's the easiest thing to tell people mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then also our blog is EcoConsciousLifestyle.co. And... Um, yeah, again, thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to do this. Thanks so much for tuning in. Special thanks to Brother Onachi for the music on this podcast. If you want to learn more about who we are or what we do, please visit blackminimalists.net or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where we strive to create community, freedom, and simplicity through intentional living. I'm your host, Farai Harold. Be free.